stoked. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. How, how have you been this past week? Uh, pretty good. Not bad. I snuck off to the beach for a couple days. Oh, look at you, naughty boy. Which is uh, pretty great. Pretty great. Uh, and, uh, a little chilly out there, eh? Uh, it's a little cold. You know, it's not warm, but it wasn't unbearable. And also it didn't rain very much while we were there, which was really nice. So we went to, uh, that's pretty good. We cruised around and we went to, uh, this really awesome seafood pop up at the shell farm. That's pretty close to, to Cape lookout there in Uh the Tillamook area of Oregon. And, uh, yeah, it's just this really dope um seafood pop-up had some killer oysters and some fresh uh chowder and some uh some you know some crab bisque and so yeah just some really fresh mackerel just yeah it was killer it was awesome and then after that we cruised over to to cape lookout i don't know if you've ever been to that spot i have i've had the pleasure yeah that's a really cool that's a really cool park and um yeah you know man you've you also grew up with you know california beaches and you know how different they are from the oregon coast is just amazing it's so dope to see the forests hit the ocean pretty much absolutely you're in the forest and it drops you off into the sand and it's yeah, it's yeah. unreal. It's pretty great. So that's always a it's a nice spot to you know clear the old head, remove myself from the uh, the hustle and bustle of the uh, the city life. And yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah, it was it was pretty great to to unplug for even just a, a short couple days out there at Sweet. the beach. So feeling well, glad to hear. It. Yeah, feeling fresh from that and having an all right week you know we're just cruising cruising along and uh yeah been been thinking about our chat with jeff last week which is great Mm -hmm. really enjoyed that that one yeah it was a fun one he's he's uh he's got a lot to say that jeff um and yeah, specifically, I was I was thinking about we we talked about the similarity of of sports and the feelings that go on throughout a game or something, you know, and just staying in the moment and that being um a good spot for stuff like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. then I was also thinking more in depth about that. Um. Like a lot of it's about staying in the moment, but then there's also a large percentage of it that is built on anticipation and anticipating the moment and kind Mm, of balancing, kind of balancing those two things. So I've been just kind of thinking about that in relation to everyday stuff. I'm not exactly sure how it, um, how it applies. Right. Yeah. No one is. But uh, I just I've just uh, found that to be an interesting thing, it's something I've uh, been pondering this week a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was pondering about, uh, you know, when when Jeff was talking about like he posed that question of 
is uh is sex something that is like could be considered holy or is it just part of our animalistic nature or a little bit of both right and i had this this moment this past week where i was like you know i i just sort of feel like like everything is everything like i don't know why we as human beings feel the need to think that certain animalistic behaviors are separate from god i mean i guess you know sure i can understand that like murder and harming other beings and things like these are not good things but i i guess from a from even like a a higher perspective i guess i just had this moment where i was just like i don't know i mean it's not that i don't wish harm on anybody but like it's all just a it's all unfolding as it is it's all just a part of the one thing and so even down to like the macro level if we're going to talk about you know sex or whatever it's like who fucking cares if it's animalistic or if it's like making love or whatever like it's anything can be can can be connected to god yeah i guess was my feeling for sure and i think it's just maybe even comes down to uh do you need love to exist within that thing that you're tapping into i guess i don't even know Mm. if that if that makes sense right right like can you walk away from that um that sexual encounter and say like god existed in that like love existed in that or is it even important to you that that's a factor because I think some people would say no and they right. can have a really, I don't know, maybe an experience that is contributes positivity to their life and it doesn't have to come down to that existing in it. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting food for thought, but it's also one of those things where it's like, when I was thinking that I was like, see, but once you start to get your head too far up into the fucking clouds where you start saying things like everything is everything, I just don't really know how that practically serves people who are still stuck in the prison of existence and trying to navigate it. You know, like it doesn't really, it doesn't really do anything for you. So Hmm. like there's no utility to it. And I think, uh, you know, as fun as it can be, or as I guess as eye opening and awakening as it can be to have some kind of mystical experience where you, you know, we've talked about this before, where you, you know, really step outside yourself and kind of merge with something bigger. You also can't exist in your life like that because mm. it's just not possible. So, um, and the two are contrary to each other. So if you're going to be in your body and exist in your body as an individual, then we have to talk about things in sort of more practical terms. You can't just be writing everything off as like, I don't know, in in, in such like mystical terms, because it just doesn't really serve, serve mm. us on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do think uh, as far as... I don't know. It's usually pretty clear to me if uh, a sexual experience has served me 
very immediately. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like once it's over, I can very clearly know in my, in my head or in my mind, in your heart of hearts, or maybe even my heart of hearts, like, yo, do, did I need, did that need to happen? You know? Sure. And also like, do I want to be around this person now that this yeah. sexual activity is over? That's usually pretty telling yes. for me. Like post climax, do I still want to be next to you? Yeah. And it's interesting how how much uh you know that's that desire can lead you astray from Yeah, it fucks with you. That feeling of actually wanting to be around that person after right right yeah it snaps things to perspective a little bit and you go oh no 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 i don't like this person at all yeah (laughs) it's like not not even a little bit um yeah anyway i've been i've been i've been thinking about those um that subject as well um How's your your week going over there? You know, it's been pretty good. I had a I had a nice weekend. Went and got myself a Christmas tree, chopped it down, brought it home, decorated it. Um Yeah. You know, it was a solid, cozy weekend, sort of decorating my house with the myriad of Christmas decorations that my mom has been sending me over the years. And she has sent me even more. So, um, <laughs> you know, for a, for a 29-year-old dude uh, who's technically like a bachelor or whatever because my girlfriend doesn't live with me, I have a probably inappropriate amount of Christmas decorations, I would say. Um, <laughs> so that's that but i'm just leaning into it and yeah it's been you know it's been a good week i uh i feel like monday i really was able to sort of have a a bit of a breakthrough in terms of like just getting back into music and my studio which i've neglected for months now and so i got back in there and recorded a demo of a song that i'd written last week and that felt really good um yeah and yesterday i just like woke up with sort of a glow which i haven't had for a really long time but i woke up i felt amazing i like made some tea and went on a walk around the park and i was just like looking at the trees and the sun through the clouds and i was like oh my gosh it's so amazing and i was like who am i right now like <laughs> i haven't appreciated small things on this scale for so long um yeah anyways it's been i've been feeling pretty good this week you know my job is is very whatever but still grateful to have one um and yeah grateful for this podcast and yeah what do you uh, what do you attribute or like do you recognize anything different in the patterns that like gets you to this to this glow I mean, uh, like, do you fuck with the Christmas spirit pretty heavy? No, no, not really. I, I, I honestly just think it's, it's sort of the, 
it's a couple things, right? It's sort of the, the ebbs and flows of life, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's been important for me this year to remember that when I am feeling depressed, it's going to be temporary. Oh man! And I feel like, you know, yesterday when I was having this, this moment of feeling really great based on nothing, you know, like it was a good reminder of like, oh yeah, like I can, sometimes I also hit this, this will also be temporary, but like sometimes I do hit this as well. Um, so I think it's that. Um, it's just sort of my nature to be a little bit up and down sometimes. And then, you know, full transparency, I also, uh, started taking antidepressants again a couple weeks ago after not taking them for several months, um, because I didn't think I needed them anymore. And then, yeah, I got really fucking depressed again. And so I decided, made the executive decision to, uh, to go ahead and just restart on that. And I'm sure that that had some level of effect. And I think, um, you know, the antidepressant thing for me has been a years long back and forth. And, you know, it's only, it's only been a couple of years since I, I very first started on it. And even though like I studied psychology in school and shit, I, and it would always like, would never judge another person for needing to do that. Like, I didn't have that same compassion for myself for a long time, you know? Like, I was always like, no, you should just be, you should be able to, like, you know, just get through this and, like, you don't need a drug to alter your whatever, blah, blah, Like, I don't want to take a drug every single day, whatever. Um, but I think something that really hit me this, this time around when I decided to start up again, because I've gone on and off of it and tried several different ones like over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, and then I found one that worked for me. And what made me decide to start up again this time was like, you know, I am, I think objectively depressed right now. Um, I, I was, it's a different kind of depression that I had, you know, like, it's not like I was like, I can't get out of bed in the morning. And like, I'm not functioning in my life. Like, still i'm still performing at my job i'm still doing my laundry i'm still keeping my house like relatively clean you know it it could probably be better but it's not like i'm just like letting everything fall apart right like i'm still taking out the trash every week keeping my plants alive it's not a spiral no it but it's in a, in some sense it's almost scarier because it's um unlike the type of depression which i have had this type of depression before where you just can't even function and you can't get out of bed in the morning and like you're just in the pit of despair Mm. when you're like that it's like your only option is to ask for help you have to because you you can't live your life but this other type of depression that you can kind of like live with and settle with um is kind of scarier to me in a in a way because it's like i'm just robotically moving through my life and I'm technically still functioning, but I'm not feeling, uh, I'm not feeling the joy of life at Mm. all. And I'm not feeling motivation to feed my soul in any capacity. And so I'm just doing, I'm just doing the bare minimum to get by in every aspect of my life. Essentially the things that I know that I need to do so that people won't be like, Hey, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, showing up in the minimum capacity. I'm just doing that. Um, But that's not really a way to live, you know? And I think what I realized is, is like, 
man, as we enter into the winter here and, you know, the pandemic is at its worst point and, you know, isolation is just going to get deeper and deeper. I was like, you know, I think I need to, I think I need to fight and scrape for every amount of mental baseline that I possibly can and make sure that that's at least decently solid. Cause I was, I was definitely well below what I would consider like a normal, uh, normal baseline in terms of mental health. And so, yeah, I just was like, I should start that up again and see what happens. And yeah, it's, you know, it's really helped. So, um, I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I think that, uh, now it's a matter of like, what do I, what do I do with it now that I have a, a decent baseline back? Yeah. <clears throat> Figuring out how to maintain it and whatnot. Yeah. Practices. Not even just how to maintain it. Cause it's like the, the drug will give me that the drug will, will help me with the baseline, but it's like, what do I do now that I have it now that I do have like some motivation to, to feed my soul, to, you know, to love others, to be not so like focused on my darkness or whatever. Like, how do I make sure that I'm continue to feed that? Cause it will, it'll, then that'll help it feed itself. And I you know, it just is a, it's a compounding effect. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're, uh, I'm glad you're feeling fresh, man. It's good to hear. Well, thank you. And, thank you, uh, sir. yeah, I think that's dope to put your trust into, uh, the medicine, you know, and use those things that are available and not like let the stigmas of those things bug you out. Especially like you're For saying, sure. like, you know, like being that, that psychology major and, and really feeling like, you know, the ins and outs of it and, uh, yeah, but still not allowing myself. Yeah. It's this weird thing of being like, no, I should be stronger than this. Like yeah. I'm not a weak person who needs a drug, but that's just old, you know, those are, that's an old paradigm and it's bullshit. Right. right. And I think especially with everything going on in the world now, it's like, and especially when you look at like the specific antidepressant that I'm taking from like a neurochemical level, it's just like, it's not like it's doing anything super fucking wild. I'm not like taking MDMA every day. I'm just taking something that's giving me a slight boost of norepinephrine um, so that I don't feel like such a fucking sloth. Yeah. Which is really like, that's sort of, that's one of, part of the crux of my depression. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's still difficult for me, but you know, part of the reason I bring it up is just hopefully to help help with the uh destigmatization of uh seeking help when you're when you need it and sure. uh you know, taking an antidepressant or something like that if you need to. Um yeah, I think that, you know, I think obviously you should uh it should be done in conjunction with some kind of like uh, professional therapy or with the psychiatrist or whatever. Like, I don't really think it's great to like go to your, your general doctor and be like, I'm sad and have them prescribe you an antidepressant. Cause I do think that like, you know, mm. they can definitely fuck with you, but, um, and it's hard to find one that works for you, but yeah, if you're, if you're barely scraping by and, uh, you know, your life has become sort of just this like dull malaise, then I think it's, it's worth looking at. Yeah. That, the, you know, 
you gotta appreciate the the strength in the weakness there too sure you know and just uh giving in giving into that a bit which i yeah that's that's dope and also you've uh you know i understand maybe maybe feeling uh a bit weak for for you know for doing something like that but also it's not like this is what you've just jumped to quickly of just being like i'm not feeling great i'm gonna jump on these uh these pills you know like you've done some internal work prior to this point right and for sure you know probably done your fair share of like research on the subject and it's just like i think that's where it can get even even hard too when you are doing a lot of internal work and maybe you have fucked with meditation or you know a psychedelics or whatever and then still having to like lean on this other thing it can be hard to break that barrier down for sure but it's so it's such a positive thing for so many people that say that it completely changes how they operate in the world you know it's not all negative yeah and i think the reality is um we live in an increasingly fucked up world you know so the idea that we that more and more people are going to need something to be able to fucking cope with the reality of the world that we live in you know to me seems pretty reasonable yeah there's so much so much on the line there's so much uncertainty there's so much darkness it's all available to you to view on full display at your fingertips at any moment and you know we don't know what's happening our future is very uncertain um you know climate change is very real and it's very scary and is a threat to our existence like there are all these things that can really hold you down they can pin you down to a degree of of non-functioning or or low functioning or whatever and it's like yeah if that's happening to you if you've been if you've been caught in a snare like if you've been caught in a snare the the fix isn't to be like well have you tried to meditate or have you tried to you know have you read this book or have you tried these breathing techniques it's like no 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 no. meditation and breathing techniques and like self-help books and shit like that's for when you have a solid baseline when you're caught in the snare like you got to get out of the fucking snare and for me, like, that's what the med, that's what the meds are for is to make sure that like, I'm not caught in the snare. Cause when I'm caught in the snare, like that's all it is. That's my, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else is, has really been successful in getting me out of that. And like, I was having this conversation with, with a friend as well as my girlfriend last night, um, about how, and this is sort of like, uh, an echo of my, of my days in the church. But like when I'm in those sort of really, kind of sluggish depressive episodes where I can still function and and get through my life but like I'm really not feeling great at all and all I want to do is just sort of like lay around and like I don't want to do anything Mm -hmm. and like I don't want to create when I'm there like you know some people would be like and I've done this for myself too. be like well can I sit and think about like what I'm grateful for like what I do have but the problem with that at least with my particular um, type of malaise is that when I get caught up in 
okay, let's, let's take a moment to be grateful for what I do have. Like it just sends me into a shame spiral because then I'm like, Oh yeah, I am. I'm definitely intellectually grateful for all of these things that I have. I still feel like shit though. So that makes it even worse. Cause then it's like, so now you, you feel like now you feel things. like a piece of shit because yeah, you have like, so things. you are you are grateful for all these things but like you still feel bad it, but all of that to say it's just like the the lack of a steady base you know baseline for like my mood uh being it, that's evidence that it's clearly outside of the context of my life and mm. all of the things that i have if there's something else going on there whether you want to call it a chemical imbalance or whatever the fuck it is, um, you know, sitting around and counting my blessings, so to speak, as, you know, as I have was raised to do essentially. Um, for me, it's not as moments and it actually just makes it worse by, by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, now that I'm feeling better, it's like, yeah, I can, not only intellectualize the things that I'm grateful for, but I can like breathe into them and feel them deeply and sit there and like, let them wash over me and like, feel it, feel how great, like actually feel the gratitude, not just like conceptualize. Yes. These are things I should feel grateful for. And I think that's a, that's a big difference. So. Yeah, man, the weight of the world is heavy. So whatever helps you, uh, helps you get through. I think, um, I do get very scared when, you know, people do just go to a general practitioner and within a few minutes of meeting this person for the first time, they decide to maybe throw them on some, uh, some antidepressants. I had this, um, experience. I don't know. It must've been two, three years ago now. Um, just having a rough time. I think even a spot that we've talked about on the podcast, maybe with live, just having this weird, um, kinds of, yeah, just this, this overwhelming feeling of anxiety for many weeks. And then feeling, you know, like I was going to have a heart attack and couldn't breathe. And then eventually Mm -hmm. just like went to the emergency room because I couldn't breathe and, uh, yeah, it was just anxiety. It was, it was, uh, you know, nothing, nothing physically wrong and whatnot. But, um, like a couple days later I went to just a, a general practitioner and, um, to, to talk about what had happened and just like within two, like I was in the room with this dude for like five minutes and he had a prescription for me for an antidepressant, like something I've never, you know, I've never used one before. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's like, just clearly like, you just needed like some fucking benzos to just help you out. Yeah. And it's just, just <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It was just really wild to not really have any sort of discussion with this person. And they yeah. didn't seem like they even had time to. And I'm sure that's maybe even what it is. I'm not, I'm not saying that this person was a terrible doctor or anything. No, um, I just system. think it's, yeah, it's the system of not really having the time to spend with a patient and just, you know, hustling hard to see as many people as possible. And, uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I took those things for maybe a, a couple of weeks and I didn't really like how they made me feel. So I decided not to do it. Um, and, but the, you know, the other thing that was recommended was the dude was just like, you should, uh, maybe talk to somebody and, and you know, talk to a therapist about what you're, what you're experiencing or, you know, something mm-hmm. to relieve that stress which I did and I ended up doing like this thing for 15 weeks and it was super beneficial and way, way more beneficial than, than the pills, I guess at that point. And I guess maybe what I needed to, to help me break out of that funk and that anxious feeling of, of feeling like I was going to have a panic attack Mm -hmm. in public. Now this, this thing that was completely foreign to me, you know, Right. Never once before that did I get anxious before going somewhere about possibly getting anxious at that thing. Right. And it's such a mind fuck. Cuz you like you you are creating it somehow. <laughs> right. It's basically like it's like your mind saying like like Hey, I, I hope that no one sets the house on fire, but your mind is the one that's like lighting, like holding a lighter next to the curtains. And you're like, wait, you're, mm. but you're the one who would set it on fire. Not, <laughs> it's not another thing. Like it's your, it's you fucking with yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's such a mind fuck. Um, for sure. Well, should we, you want to talk a little bit about Christmas? Oh, you don't want to talk about uh, mental health breakdowns anymore? <laughs> this isn't this isn't the uh the holiday episode you had in mind <laughs> uh, i think we can i think everyone knows the holidays are all about mental health breakdowns um, um yeah i would we should definitely um jump into your uh your idea for this episode of you know jumping into some of these misconceptions revolving around sure. christmas and christianity um i was curious though like what are your feelings as a kid and into adulthood surrounding Christmas. Like, were you a kid that would get excited about Christmas or have you really never? Okay. So a couple things, like I grew up in a, you know, upper middle class family and, and we had good Christmases, you know, I got, you know, my parents didn't spoil us, but we definitely got some good presents we, you know, had dope decorations and we had two Christmas trees in the house because my mom wanted to have a, a tree with all her fancy decorations. And then we had a tree for all oh, our goofy ornaments. Okay. All right. Um, so financial stress was not a burden for Christmas time, as it can be in many households of people, because right. for of me growing up. Yeah. That was not not an issue. Dope. Um and or at least my you know my parents never let it show if it was um and so yeah christmas for me was really it's it's very like storybook just like you know i was stoked on getting gifts uh i was stoked on spending time with family extended family like seeing all my cousins um you know the joy of christmas day of waking up opening presents going to my grandma's house seeing all my cousins like 
seeing what they got for Christmas, bringing my own like favorite present that I got, whatever, like playing with our new toys. Like it was a, it was one of the best days of the year for sure. You know, it just was like this really joyous occasion. And I also grew up in Southern California where like, you know, Christmas wasn't, uh, it wasn't cold and yeah, dark. Man. It might be 70 day. or 80 degrees that day. Yeah. So we're, we'd be outside playing and, um, yeah, it was just sort of like another day, like any other day, except that we got gifts and shit and I got to see family and like I loved going I loved going over to my grandma's house and like I my on my mom's side, um, you know, I it's a really big family. I have like a couple dozen cov- cousins and so it's like a, there'd be tons of kids running around from all different ages and like that's super fun and then on my dad's side, uh less cousins, but like I really loved my grandma on my dad's side and like we usually spent christmas eve with her um and yeah it just was it just felt like when i think back on childhood christmas it feels warm and fuzzy Mm. in all the right kind of like cliche holiday ways um so yeah what about you uh i would say the same you know um you know lower middle class but I was the only child and I wouldn't say I was, I was an incredibly spoiled kid, but you know, the parents definitely took care of me for Christmas. Cause I was the only, I was the only one. And also, um, I didn't have any cousins that lived nearby. All of them lived either up here in the Pacific Northwest. I was the only California kid or they lived in the Midwest. So usually growing up it was just my parents and I it was pretty small maybe my grandparents because they were also around but yeah man there's uh there's still something I love about the Christmas lights and just the vibe around Christmas um generally you know you encounter a lot of people that are just in in good moods for the most part you know, and sure, you got a lot of people hopefully doing some extra shit and helping some people out, helping the less fortunate out. I think mm-hmm. that that seems to uh, happen a lot during the holidays as well, hopefully. But yeah, man, I fucking loved, love Christmas as a kid. Christmas yeah. Eve, dude, not being able to go to sleep on Christmas Eve because I was so sure. fucking stoked. To find out, uh, like, what was under the, like, what was actually right. in those Did those you get presents? the hockey stick that you wanted? Yeah, dude. What's in the garage? Yeah. Right. Is there, yeah. Is there some new dope goalie gear in the garage? Like, did I get the video game um, right. that I really wanted? And how long? Also, like, yeah, finally waking up Christmas morning. Always, like, super fucking early. Like the only day of my life that I would wake up early <laughs> for on my, like on my own <laughs> at like six right. in the morning, right. just tearing into shit. But like, um, yeah. Also like how long <clears throat> could my parents keep this Santa charade going for, oh, you know, like it was always like a pretty. I don't know. When did my, you my tell old, since you were an only child, how old were you when you found out? I think that I was maybe 
like fourth grade. I feel like 10. Oh my God. What? Is, are you saying this is like early or late? So late. Like, yeah, I'm definitely in that, that eight to 10 range. Oh, you dummy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not guaranteed, but like, I think that's maybe like when I had a full discussion with them sure. about it. That's probably normal. But it was you know, more I like I was catching on to things. Like I wasn't like dumb. Like I figured out that the Santa Claus gifts always, you know, like sometimes my mom wouldn't use different wrapping paper or like I started to, you know, I got old enough to recognize my parents' handwriting and that neither of them were really making an effort to do a different handwriting on the presents. Not right. realizing that, like, I would pick up on that. Young Daniel was was putting it together. Yeah, so I, you know, I was, uh, Which, I was, I was on to them. Like, I was on to them. Yeah, they're probably like, we don't want it to be. <laughs> we don't want it to go on forever. So, if it's a little bit obvious, that's fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, someone just asked me this recently. Like, when did you stop believing in Santa? I think it was. I think it was my girlfriend savannah and i was like you know i actually never believed in santa because i had three older brothers and <laughs> like they i feel like they sort of gave it away because they tried so hard to convince me to believe <laughs> in santa but they that, went too they went too hard yeah i was just like i was just like no like all you guys do is fuck with me and lie to me and make fun of like so i just knew it was a trick and it just didn't make sense to me. And I remember being like very young, like four or five years old in the car with my mom and being like, mom, like Santa's not real. Right. And she was like, I don't know. What do you think? And I was like, I don't think, I don't think he's real. And I just would like everybody to stop telling me that he is because it's just like, like I'm just tired of, you know, like everyone trying to convince me. And so then we just, we just stopped with that. But I do remember my mom telling me like, listen, all of your friends like do believe in Santa and, you know, just don't go around telling them that Santa isn't real because, uh, it's, it could ruin Christmas for them. So it wasn't really something that I, that I went around spouting about except to like my close buddies like i had i had a couple friends you know shout out steven birdall and ronald keely and kyle jones and shit like who i was like tight with from a very young age like preschool kindergarten um i remember being like young and being like yo guys like santa that's just not real but they were still like you know they're little kids and they're just like nah i'm pretty sure he's real yeah <laughs> Okay. Yeah, whatever. dude. That's such an interesting uh thing that parents have to do in the way that they choose to execute on it, but the I think the the saddest thing I saw, which was also like one of the most hilarious things I saw was in 6th grade. Um there was a girl in our class and she was the it seemed that she was the only person that didn't know because the uh our teacher talked about how Santa Claus wasn't real just assuming that all sixth graders at that point were on They're board on, are on the same page know? and apparently she wasn't because she just yeah she lost it dude 
She just started crying. It was fucking brutal. Yeah, I would say, uh, first and foremost, fuck those parents for allowing <laughs> your daughter to believe that Santa is real into preteen years. Like, that Buddy. is unacceptable uh, in my mind. But also, also, though, if I did have a kid that was, like, really into it and still believing, I think I would just go, I would go hard on trying to, like, maintain it just out of my own personal entertainment value at that point. But you have to know at that point that like friends are going to spill the beans. Yeah. A teacher's going to say something Maybe. like you're Maybe. setting your kid up for a, for a bad moment. I guess there could be a lot of fallout from that, you know, and we've, we've spoken a lot about the fallout from losing your foundation and, and maybe past the age of 12 is, is too long to maintain the, the myth of Santa. Maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know, but that, that shit was gnarly. Um, I also remember one of the worst gifts that I got, which wasn't even that bad of a gift, but it was the, um, the, the order of which I received the gifts. Um, because up into the age of like 14, I celebrated a lot of Hanukkahs because my dad was Jewish. And one time we went to his aunt's house and they always got me dub gifts cause they were pretty wealthy and they were really nice people. But one time they, it was the year that the Sega game gear came out and I was super hyped to get a game gear. I really wanted one and I was hoping it was a, it was a, a lock in that I would get one of these for Christmas and for Hanukkah, which fell really early that year, which it kind of does this year. Hanukkah starts, it'll already have started when this episode comes out. It starts tomorrow night. And, um, so pretty early before Christmas and they got me a game for the game gear and then they had got me another present and I was like, Oh, this must be the game gear. (laughs) No, it wasn't. So I just had this, uh, this, this game gear game for like two to three weeks and it was just kind of destroying me that I had this thing that I could not utilize and potentially even handcuff my parents into getting me a game gear it's possible that they weren't going to get me one but then they were like fuck we're just he's gonna be he's just gonna have no game gear now he's gonna be crushed if we don't if we don't fucking get it for him now so it's also very funny um on that front but i remember that year for sure that's that's anyway okay so yeah man christmas christmas is cool i'm about it but also it can be, you know, it's not, it's not amazing every year. There's, it can be a pretty lonely spot. Like the holidays can be pretty rough if you're in that, uh, that depression mode. And, For sure. uh, and it totally depends on, on what your family situation is. And, um, yeah, in, in that case, it can be a super lonely watching everybody else sort of like have these like connected family experiences and you're like well i don't really have that or like my dad died last year or you know it can be a really heavy reminder of things that you've lost or things that you don't have yeah dude and yeah i've definitely had like a couple heartbreaks happen very close to christmas and yeah that can be that can be pretty rough i feel Mm -hmm. like especially Mm -hmm. when that day comes around 
and you're just like, uh, what the fuck? But generally, generally I, uh, I fuck with the Christmas spirit. I'm about it. It's, it's, uh, it's hopefully, hopefully a good thing, but it's definitely obviously, obviously been, uh, You know, the, the true meaning of Christmas has been lost. It has. Andrew, and that's... And we're going to get to the heart of it. That's what we're here to talk about today. Let's but, do it. So, um, yeah, yeah, let's talk about fucking Christmas and all of the crazy rituals that we still perform that have fucking nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> it's astounding how many there are. It's basically all of Christmas. It's amazing that we've made it about Jesus. Um, so starting with, you know, the obvious one that Jesus was not born on December 25th. I think fucking everyone knows that except for like a few or except for maybe like a third of America. Everyone else knows that. Um, yeah. And, and everyone also knows like that that was, I guess, sort of like borrowed or adopted from like pagan traditions. Um but as I was like researching, I was like, what does, what does pagan really mean? You know, like, I feel like pagan, when I was a kid, I was always like, those are like f- forest people who like worship trees and shit. <laughs> but like the technical definition of pagan is just like any, any religion that's not like a mainstream religion is like, at least like, um, historically speaking so any like ancient religion that wasn't like christianity judaism islam like those are i mean it could be like anything that like even new agey then i guess anything anything that's not like one of the big three or five however you want to define it um and it's also interesting that pagan if you look it up on the internet is synonymous with like um Oh fuck! Let me just look it up real quick. It's just, it's synonymous with like heathen and like, yeah yeah the heathen you know scoundrel and and all this shit. So, um, but yeah, there was tons of ancient. Basically, like every culture has celebrated the winter solstice. Yeah, the pagans um, are basically the Gentiles to the Jews. Yeah, it's not, ba- yeah, basically. <laughs> so, uh, there are two notable um and again we'll touch on this later but like again like really like every culture throughout time and probably before culture even existed um at least from a written historical perspective like the winter solstice has been something that has been um a turning point in the year and it's been some it's been a notable but there's been a feast or a festival or something around it um, and two notable ones that are that are pretty ancient would be um, Mithraism or uh, the the mystery of Mithra, um, which was like sort of actually like a pre a, a proto religion of Zoroastrianism, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, which then got sort of like readopted by like Roman culture in you know the early um, early centuries after after uh, after Christ. So, or Jesus, um, and it's funny, there's actually like a shit ton of similarities between Mithras and Jesus. Like the birth of Mithras was supposedly also witnessed by like three, um, you know, like 
like wise men or whatever and like mithras was born on december 25th and mithras was the son of god and mithras like like died and resurrected like all a lot of the same stuff um and then there's also like and this is a term that we know a lot like there's the yule traditions which is sort of like nordic germanic um and if we trace that word back into ancient languages like yule most likely meant something along the lines of wheel uh and so what they were celebrating was the turning point of the wheel right where we are now uh the we have reached the shortest day of the year the death of the sun and now the sun is going to be reborn and the days are going to start getting longer and we're going to have more sunshine and all that good shit um and so as far as like christmas trees go that was a yule tradition right that goes back like probably well into like the eighth century bc like there's a verse from jeremiah which was written sometime in like the 800 700s you see this one yeah yeah it's jeremiah 10 verses two through four says do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the sky though the nations are terrified by them for the customs of the people are worthless they cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel they adorn it with silver and gold they fasten it with a hammer and nails so it will not totter just like that's a fucking that's just an ancient christmas tree and what people did i mean this was a fucking dark time right like this was the dark time of the year and so what people were doing is they were they were bringing greenery into their homes um the tree was obviously like for certain traditions was like a symbol of something um but they're bringing greenery like they're bringing life into their homes and they're bringing light into their homes because they're not there's so much less sun Um, right so just from like a practical perspective, they're just trying to like fucking brighten up their life a little bit, which I think we, I mean, we literally are still doing that to this day. And it's, that's why like people dress it with the, the silver and gold bulbs or the bulbs that you see now, or, or even putting Christmas lights on the tree was supposed to represent the light of the sun. Yep. For sure. Um, and then going back to like Jesus and, and the birth of Jesus and shit, like, Again, we have no idea when Jesus was born. Some scholars argue it was probably sometime in the spring. Um, But we really don't know. We really don't know, like, this whole idea of three wise men or three kings or whatever. Honestly, there's no evidence for that in the Bible either. We just know that wise men, plural, visited Jesus. So it could have been two. It could have been 20. Yeah. uh, And that he received three gifts. So, like, that's where the idea of three comes from. But we really, there's, there's... yeah, there's not a lot around that, and that's probably borrowed from from Mithras as well, because like it's it's sort of the same mythic story, um, and yeah, I do like to think that the the priests or the wise men or whatever that visited Jesus were like maybe Zoroastrian priests from the Far East. I think that's kind of cool, um, and yeah, I mean ultimately, like all of this comes down to. Um, like all these ancient cultures kind of worshiping the sun, which makes a lot of sense when you consider like the sun's impact on everything in our life and life itself. Um, And so this was a moment for ancient cultures to really like, you know, mark again, like sort of this, the cycle of things, the death and rebirth of the sun, 
um, and like pay tribute to the sun in its in its darkest moments, um, and then also try to like, you know, like you were talking about how like the holiday spirit of like we're gonna try to like help people out and like, you know, do good things like all of that charity comes from is rooted in I think sort of like the lack of sunshine right it's like it's this moment it's the darkest moment of the year when everyone needs the most help and so it's time to like step step it up extra for your neighbor because like rations are thin sunshine is low like it's the darkest it's literally the darkest point in the year in terms of like the amount of sunshine and it's also like sort of spiritually the darkest point in the year and uh maybe like especially in ancient times it's like yeah it's when you're lowest on like crops and and all that shit so um i think that's sort of all kind of tied in together and and ultimately like it's it's just interesting that you know basically what happened was is sometime in like the fourth century um mithraism was was like a huge thing still in roman culture and it was something that they celebrated regularly and you know the uh roman empire was trying to become like a christian empire and so they just were like fuck it if you can't beat them join them and they just adopted the traditions of this you know of the festival of the time and the festival of the time was basically drawing on you know, its own belief system, but also all this other ancient shit that dates back for, for millennia. Right. And so what's really interesting is that Christmas is basically like this, it's full of all of these traditions, thousands of years old, um, that we still celebrate. And now we celebrate it, you know, under the, under the guise of Christianity, but really it's, it's just about recognizing the cycles of life, the cycle of the sun, um, you know, the importance of looking out for your neighbor in uh, in dark times, which is where you get like charity and gift giving and things like that. Um, and yeah, a lot of these little traditions that we have, like like the Christmas tree and all the lights and all that shit, like these are like ancient, you know, quote unquote, pagan traditions. They're all, it's all pagan shit. Um, even like, santa claus to a degree i mean you can trace santa claus sort of back to saint nick which was like a fourth century turkish saint uh who was keen on giving gifts and apparently was a pretty dope dude but it goes back further than that even as well um and so and i think as it's interesting too like even our our new years which is very centered on you know at least in the Western world, like the new year tradition around the Western calendar is like, okay, like it's time to like set intentions and goals for the new year and sort of like rebuild ourselves and like whatever. But like, that was all part of the, like the solstice ritual, you know? So it's all, it's all sort of tied together. Like new years and Christmas is all, these are ancient traditions that have been happening for thousands of years. And it's funny that we're still doing them and, and we, think that like it's not this like ancient thing but it is this it's it's old as civilization itself it's pretty strange man it's it's uh it's traditions like this just blow my mind because it was just you know a few people 
just like us came up with these things that people have just done throughout time. Yeah, I mean, some of it is coming up with it, but I think some of it is just discovering it, right? Like cultures existing for so long and noticing that like, hey, there's a certain point in the year where the day is, the it's the shortest day of the year. We've yeah. measured it now for a hundred years with this sundial. Right. Like we should, instead of like lamenting that day, we should build a festival around it and celebrate what we do have and celebrate the fact that like things are turning around Hmm. that the cycle is going to repeat again and the days are now going to get longer and the sun is going to be reborn and like in in a short amount of time like it's going to be warm again and we're going to have you know the earth around us is going to be bustling with life again leaves are going to start coming back like things are going to bloom and um yeah i think it's like you know, in a lot of ways, I just think it's like a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful tradition and it's, and it's deeply spiritual regardless of like whether or not you're religious. It's deeply spiritual to like sit and ponder, um, the cycles of life and the cycles of self that we have and like how we can also be reborn in certain ways, even if that just means something as simple as like, I'm going to really up my fucking gym practice in the new year, or I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to try to change this one thing. I'm going to try to be slightly better in this one way. Um, yeah, it's all mirror. It's, it's, I just think it's like, it's beautiful that it's mirrored in the outer world, you know, sort of the earth being reborn and changing as well. Yeah. And then, and then we have that in ourselves. And I think sometimes we, something that I think that they did really well in, uh, and, and I guess like these pagan traditions or whatever, you know, native cultures, whatever, um, basically just worshiping the sun, worshiping, you know, celebrating the solstice is not just like, uh, celebrating, putting so much emphasis on, on the rebirth and the fact that like the sun is now going to give us more warmth and light. Um, but also like coming to terms with, the death as well because you know winter comes around every year and within ourselves we have these small small deaths and and rebirths constantly throughout the year um and i just think it's like a good reminder to be comfortable with it um so that when it does happen whether that's in a physical way in terms of like actually you know god forbid like losing someone you love um or a pet or whatever, or it's, or it's something, you know, more metaphysical in terms of like, um, yeah, getting super depressed or, um, losing your, losing your motivation to do certain things or whatever. Like life is full of cycles and ups and downs and it's just kind of how it is. And so this, like this darkest moment is a, is a time to like really, reflect on that all of that uh and reflect on yourself and and your own darkness and and your own light that you have that's going to like hopefully be you know resurfaced in certain ways so um yeah it's really i think it's i just think it's fascinating that like uh yeah it's this thing that we that western society celebrates so heavily 
uh, and it's drawn from, yeah, these just like really, you know, so many different ancient traditions and cultures and pagan religions and, um, but it's, it feels deeply human because it's ultimately it's tied to the earth and the cycles of the earth and the sun and the seasons. And so in that sense, like it's, it's a very human festival to, to, and to note like the solstice and to um, try to bring more light and, and love and joy into our lives in the darkest moment um, and, and look out for each other and, and, you know, be charitable to each other. Like it all makes a lot of sense to me um, regardless of whether or not you believe in Jesus. Um, and so in that sense, like I kind of wish that like, um, especially because like almost all of the traditions, whether it's like the fucking Christmas tree or the gift giving or the lights or, you know, whatever, like almost all of those traditions are even like Christmas caroling and like all of that shit. The, the, none of those are Christian traditions. Yeah. Those are all quote unquote pagan traditions. So I kind of wish that like, Christmas could be reclaimed as a more as like a secular holiday. And it is sort of is right. I mean, like people are still celebrating it. Even the people who like don't really go to church, like right. they're still celebrating Christmas. Um, I guess it, my point is like, I wish that Christians would fucking ease the fuck up on Christmas and, and be stop being like, we need to, you know, we need to put the Christ back in Christmas or whatever the fuck they want to say. It's like, yeah, this isn't really about you. <laughs> it's never like, Jesus wasn't even fucking yeah. Jesus wasn't born in December. Um, you know, if you want to make it about you, it's fine. But like what this is really about is pretty clear. It's like we're at the darkest point in the year and we're trying to fill it with some light and love, and we're trying to do some some self reflection uh and connect with our loved ones and like yeah, it's not it's not uh it's not super crazy and it's also not super like satanic to be to say that it's like you know more focused on like i guess sun worship it's not even but it's you know i don't think any modern person is really like worshiping the sun in that way it's just uh but i do think that these like basic traditions that we've that we've held on to and clung on to as a uh as a society and a culture like they're clearly serving us in some way, whether or not we consciously recognize what, what they are. There's a reason that we've been doing them and that we continue to do them, even though we've sort of lost their origins. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I think maybe you get a better sense of, uh, what you're talking about of the, the long winter ahead and, and the necessary celebration kind of going into that, maybe in parts of the country that we didn't necessarily grow up in, you know, or, or parts of the world for that matter. Cause Christmas is definitely a, 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 a holiday celebrated across the world in a lot of different countries, but right. But like I was talking about my experience, like with Christmas in Southern California and it not really meaning that much uh you know from the from the natural perspective because it's right. like well it's just another sunny day <laughs> yeah. 
but in like when I moved Boston to Colorado, or New York even. Yeah, for sure. Or even in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, like, yeah. dude, the sun, even right now, the sun is setting at like 425. Right. It's fucking brutal. It's yeah. It's really brutal. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, just really not a whole lot to do with Christianity. The star is a lie and the, the entire nativity scene basically yeah. is, is just a lie and a way for Walmart and target to, to sell some statues is what, what that situation is. But you know, it is what it is. It's a cute story. Yeah. I was also reading about some of the folklore, um, around things like getting holly or mistletoe out of your house by a certain day like it should be out by january 6th 12 nights um after the day Mm -hmm. and that if you don't um then death will come upon your family you know things like that or don't want that but also you have to like certain things shouldn't just be like thrown away they should be like stored away and disposed of in in different ways and then in europe you have the whole krampus thing you know yeah santa's arch nemesis basically to come fuck up those kids who have been little assholes every you know all year we could use some of that in America. There's a lot of asshole kids. There's a lot of asshole adults who I think Krampus, um, you know, they're owed a visit by by old Krampus. Yeah. In my in my opinion. But I appreciate that you know outside of you know some of the the more mother nature elements of the significance of the day, um, which I think is they did calculate the timing of it very well as far as this celebration because obviously what you're talking about as far as the reflection and things like that other religions have their high holy days we talked about that with steven your you know our jewish friend and you know about yom kippur and things like that which are you know similar in, in that uh taking stock of what's happening maybe in a more intentional way or it's set out to be yeah what's crazy about this tradition is it's so fucking old that the reason it's on december 25th now is like back in the day december 25th was the solstice right and it's so old that the solstice you know it changes with time and so now it's december 22nd or 21st or whatever like yeah i don't know it's it's uh but I agree with you. It's it's this um, it's a wonderful opportunity, and I think it's I think it's really cool, actually, you know. And and I think it's a good thing that our culture hasn't like fully abandoned Christmas because it's so Christian or whatever, um, but is still kind of embracing it because I think it is this amazing opportunity to sort of like do some self-reflection and self-evaluation mm-hmm. um and i would love to see um i guess i would just love to see the festivities like filled with a little bit more of that as i think a lot of people would and a little less you know consumerism and i mean fuck man i get stressed every year about like oh what gifts am i gonna give right 
friends and there's my a lot niece of and nephew and my stress. parents and like I want to give them something good so that they know that I love them but I also <laughs> and like even with my parents I mean a couple years ago I, I've been doing this for a few years and um this year I haven't I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it because the the organization that I normally do it through is but the short of it is is like back in 2016 um i decided like i was like i'm gonna adopt a family for christmas because my the company i was working for at the time would adopt like a big family like a family of eight or ten and everyone would pitch in and we would get fucking everything on their wish list and more to give them like this amazing christmas you know so that all the kids would get get their bike and get their fucking playstation and like the whole thing and we give them like all this money and like you know, the parents might get like a new mattress and sheets and like, we would really just like let them have it, which I thought was so beautiful. And I was like, Hey, maybe I was like, I can probably afford to do that for like a smaller family of like two or three. So I should, I should do that. And so I started doing that. And this year, like, I don't know if I was just late to the game or what, but like the only families that are left on the organization that I work with, which is the only one, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to donate, but like, uh, I liked doing, you know, working with this specific organization in Portland. And the only families that are left are like really big families of like eight and 10. And I just like, I can't personally afford yeah. to do that. Um, Cause it would be, you know, to really do it right for those big families, it's, it'd be thousands and thousands of dollars. So um, anyways, uh, there was one year where I was like, Hey everybody, like this year I'm adopting a family of four. Like it's a little bit more uh than I would typically take on. And so I asked like my brothers and my parents, I was like, you know, instead of giving me gifts, I'm asking you to just help me with this family that I've adopted. Um like, you know, here's their wish list. Here's stuff that I've already gotten. Like, you can either send me money directly or you can get stuff off the wish list or like whatever you're feeling. Um, and yeah, like, I feel like, you know, my brothers were down with it, but like my parents were basically like, okay, well, like, you know, we'll throw some money your way to help with it. But they were still like adamant about giving me gifts. Like, they couldn't let it go. And I, I understand that I do, but I also just thought it was interesting. And like, I don't know, maybe if I had kids, like I would be the same fucking way. So there's no judgment there yeah. on them and they still helped. It's not like they were like, no, we don't like, we're just going to get you gifts and like fuck the family. But, um, yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like if more people, especially those who actually have like the people who really have stuff, which like, my family definitely does. Um, yeah, if we just focused more on like the charity side in in this time, you know, instead of like, like to me right now, it just feels so silly to be buying gifts for like my brother who is makes good money mm. and can basically buy, you know, I'm not going to buy him a new fucking car i'm not gonna buy him like i'm gonna buy him something that's like 75 dollars, you know hundred dollars whatever um which is still a nice gift but it's like 
he makes enough money to buy anything he wants that's a hundred dollars right so yeah i mean it's the gesture obviously but like i wish that that we could collectively sort of just like as a family unit and i guess as a culture for people who do have just say like hey like let's let's focus that effort on people who actually need it you know let's not focus it on those of us who are like ordering shit on amazon constantly because we're fucking bored in the pandemic and we can (laughs) afford to do it we don't fucking need more stuff right i feel Uh, that so i'm i'm trying to uh, embody some of that this year you know i'm obviously still getting gifts for for loved ones but um I made a I made a conscious effort like probably back in like September where I was like okay I'm gonna like like store up a little bit of a fund uh, which initially I was gonna use for the for the family adoption and then yeah I just like it's not gonna be enough to adopt a family of ten but yeah I was like I'm gonna store up a fund and I'm still kind of trying to figure out like what to do with that fund uh, I liked the family adoption because it was like it's charitable it's reliable because all these families are like nominated by social workers. So, you know, that like, it's not like a fucking scam or some right, shit. Right, right. Um, and like, they're getting 100% of what I'm, what I'm giving. So there's, it's not running through the organization. The organization isn't taking a cut. They're yeah. just, you know, they're just orchestrating it. So this year I'm sort of trying to figure out like, wh- how am I going to make an impact with this money that I've saved up? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if it's going to be in the form of like, maybe I'm going to put together, you know, a fuck ton of like nice care packages and like just don them on some like random homeless people, uh, which I've done variations of in the past. Uh, or maybe I'm, you know, I'll try to find an organization to just donate to since it's a pandemic and like, I don't want to really leave my house right now, but um I would definitely urge people to like to ruminate on that. And if you're feeling that to sort of like, uh, yeah, to encourage others to like, especially this year, you know, to really think about like, do you need to spend all that money on like your family or like, you know, can you do the, the, the classic move of like, Hey, I'm, you know, instead of giving you a gift this year, I, I made this donation in your name or like, um, you know, I'm putting all of, I'm putting all the money towards this cause or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just food for thought. Yeah. I'm with it. I, uh, I'm about that. I think that's very, uh, sweet and thoughtful of you. And, uh, yeah, maybe they have some sort of form of, uh, digital giving trees, like sometimes you'll go into a business, maybe like a, a bank will sometimes have these Christmas trees and it's like a wish list from a kid and they'll be like, I want this item. And then you, you pretty much just volunteer to, to buy that thing. Right. But, or put money towards it or whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some, some online forms of there's this. There's lots so you of can, ways. You That's can the help thing out, is- like, in this day and age there are so many ways that we can give back from the comfort of our own fucking home with with a credit card or whatever yeah so i just like even if it's a hundred bucks like whatever whatever you got even if it's 20 is a lot to some people you know for sure yeah just try to give something back um 
and yeah, I think it's important too, especially this year with how fucking dark this year is and how dark this moment is that like we've been in a, you know, in and out of lockdowns for fucking almost nine months now. And we're in the hardest spot of the pandemic now as we enter the holiday season. And I think now is a time to really double down on like kindness and charity for each other. Um, you know, and that is the spirit of the holidays anyways, but like this year in particular, like kindness and charity for those that you don't know, but like also kindness and charity for like those that you do know, because everyone is is struggling to some degree, uh, even if it's just like with loneliness and isolation or whatever. Um, you know, I think, yeah, just doing everything we can to, to look out for each other um, is so important. Um, and I think really like cuts to the, you know, just when I was doing, doing my worship on like the, or, or my, <laughs> my research on the origins of, of, uh, Christmas and sun worship and all that shit. It's like, yeah, the core of it really is that it's that spirit. It's that holy spirit that is still somehow fucking prevailed through, you know, millennia of like giving back. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the year to really like double down on that. You got to give it to get it. And then you give back. That's the fucking, That's right. it's the Bible bud spirit. If you, if you don't have the kindness or the charitableness, we don't, we don't need you. We don't yeah, need you. Or, or maybe you need it. Mm. And if you need it, then you go ahead and send us an email. <laughs> Somebody should send an email. It's 40 episodes in. There's no emails coming in. And that's fine. And that's fine. It is fine. Okay. It is fine. I'll, I'll put all the links in the episode notes. And I'd wish you all a Merry Christmas, but we're still a couple weeks out. Um. So, but this is the time. This is the time to get in the holiday we're, we're spirit. Just, we're know? priming the pump. We're priming the pump. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is it. This is it. Um, Indeed. Great, man. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to tell the buds? On this particular evening, I don't believe so. Okay. I think, nice. I think I've said enough. Well, I've said more than enough. This is your first time listening. Thanks for checking it out. And uh, definitely go back and check out the other episodes, the ones uh, with guests where we converse with people about their lives amen yeah um and then uh yeah the links will be in the episode notes and tell a friend if you like what you're hearing tell a friend email the show it's biblebudspdx at gmail.com and uh smoke pray love and then you go and you bless up and try to give back bless up and give back these are two things i cannot argue with and that's the show, Amen. everyone. Blessed be the fruit. Under his eye. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird way to end. <laughs> well, we're doing it. <laughs>